and welcome to my Xbox and me episode. I don't have a bloody clue because I've got no show notes because I'm in America, baby. I think it's three hundred and forty nine. It's forty nine. Four... Forty nine. Oh, oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh, 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 <laughs> That's not good. That means next week we're meant to have a guest of some sort. Well, maybe next week. Right now? Maybe next week everybody next can week's... enjoy a three, four, nine point five or something. All I'm saying is, maybe next week I could be the special guest because I'm back home. I understand. I... <laughs> with, me this, with me this week is the one and only two fresh crush. Crush, how are you? Hello, hello. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And the one and only Mr. Matt Peter. Matt, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Maybe we should, like, weird. off the bat, obviously, Texas, uh, Fixer is in Texas. Sorry for the lackluster audio on his end, but I think it's worth it. The Potato hey, Squad are here. They're in I'm, for it. I'm not going to lie. I bought new AirPods, and it weren't strictly for this. I've got AirPod Maxes, and the microphone on it is still crap. Like, how can you get the audio to be so good? Noise cancelling, all this other stuff, but you still can't get a microphone that sounds, like, good. Well, so that's where you cheap out. True. Sure. Well, yeah, exactly. There, I, I don't know of a single wireless pair of headphones or earphones that have good mics. I don't know a single one. They don't exist, no, me as either. far as I'm concerned. Me either. If you didn't know, this uh, My <laughs> Xbox and Me is our weekly Xbox podcast here on YouTube.com slash My Xbox and Me and all podcast services. Remember to subscribe, like, comment, share, and all that good stuff. Yeah, like Matt said, I am in Texas right now, so this is a, a mainly American podcast from now on. Uh, yeah, I'm moving out here for good. I joke, I joke, I joke, I joke. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Crash. How you been? What's what's new out here in the world? Out here? Why are you asking me? I'm in America with you, bro. Ask oh yeah, good point. Yeah, Matt. What's what's it like back in England, bro? Um, all right? Well, it, no, it's it's absolute carnage. Energy bills going up by fifty two percent tomorrow, and everybody's panicking. Oh. All the p- petrol stations running out of petrol again. You're better off staying over there. To be honest, you fix. Are you being for real? Uh, I, I have heard stories of a few petrol stations running out of petrol, and I filled up my car the other day, and it cost me like 30 quid more than a normal deal, and I'm not happy about it. 30 just, quid more? Let's just burn it all to the ground. It's done. We're done with I the mean, UK. Sounds good. Sounds good. Crash, <laughs> I have to admit, your country's weird. Just, uh, I'm putting it out there, listeners. I'm putting it out there. No, don't do what I know you're about to do. What am I which about is like, to do? You're in Texas. That doesn't okay, count. It's not like to me. I know. Explain it to I'm me. Talk- so, yesterday, went to a Mavericks yeah. Dallas versus Lakers game. Yeah. So we're in downtown Dallas. I'm talking about even walking across your street is weird. Like, your buttons to walk across the street are not next to the street. They're like a bunch of very Wait. far behind. It's so weird. Do you assume that everywhere has buttons to walk across the street? Crash, that was the next point. Some of them don't even have buttons. Yeah, that's it's normal, so right? That's normal here, here bro. Yeah, but it's not normal to <laughs> me. I'm struggling. I'm, I am struggling so much out here. To back up Crash a little bit, okay. him being in New York and you being in Texas is basically like the UK and Russia. Maybe not quite, but it's pretty fucking yeah. far away. It's okay. like okay. <laughs> it's like pretty fucking out there. So not that they nice. should have different buttons on every place. Street signs. I, what I will say: every place there are buttons in New York, the buttons are where you cross the street. That's where they okay. are. the buttons are right there. I, I don't know about Texas. I can't talk about Dallas. <laughs> That's not my area of expertise. But yeah, I've I've coped pretty well so far. I, I've ridden a horse. 
I've held a gun. Um, Didn't shoot it. Oh, Christ. I was too scared. I was so really? scared. Well, I'm talking about, I'm, I'm out on a ranch, 70 acres of land, right? Yeah. And one of the family's cousins, uh, one of the family's boyfriends, we're talking about guns, and he's like, oh, yeah, I've got a gun in my car. And then someone's like, yeah, go get it. And I'm like, please don't go get it. Please don't go get it. Gets it, takes out the chain bar, takes out the bullet, gives me the gun. He's like, here you go. And then I held it. And I was like, oh, this is heavy. Oh, God. I was yeah. like, I'm just like, nope, I don't like this at all. At all. It scares me. You could just go to the local Walmart and get yourself one. Easy. That's what freaked me out. Like two aisles over from the gun aisle was, was like the cornflakes and fucking cereal aisle. Yeah. And I was like, I don't feel comfortable with this. So we were talking about me having a gun in my, my in there just died. Welcome to being up in North Texas. That's what happened. I've walked <laughs> around the whole ranch at this point. I literally ran outside next to the big antennae because I thought, oh, maybe I'll get in out of there. No. If I die, I'm gone, guys. This is it. I'm sorry. I tried. <laughs> I am literally stood up next to a bathroom and outside the bedroom I'm staying in because this is the only place I can get stable in there. Anyway, yeah, so I hold a, held a gun for the first time. That was uh, an experience that I'll never forget. Very heavy. Very, very heavy. I wasn't expecting it to be so heavy, but I was super scared. Super duper scared. But yeah, I just uh, went horse riding, not yesterday, day before. And then today, oh, yesterday, I should say, I went to see the Dallas Mavericks play the Lakers. LeBron didn't play because he got injured, you know, just travel halfway across the world. And, you know, the GOAT doesn't play. No, no, no big deal. No big deal. I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm not upset. You know? Not too many GOATs can be active in one place. Fix. Don't worry about it. I did say to Haley, we saw Luca. Yeah. Oh, was, was you calling me a GOAT then? Is that what he was doing? <laughs> yeah, it was a really sweet saying. moment that you didn't, you ah, didn't catch. I picked up on it. It, was, it took me a second. Yeah. I'm standing up and not on my desk, all right? Everything's going to be a bit hard this week. Yeah. But yeah, it's been, a, it's been a wild journey. I can't wait to come back and uh, talk to you guys about it more, more in-depthly. Probably on our Patreon exclusives episode, what? which you guys will be able to get uh, at some point in time. We're still figuring things out. Again, I'm on holiday. Don't even worry about it. This is what I do for this goddamn podcast. Anyway, topic of the show. PlayStation have unveiled their Project Spartacus, which is PlayStation... What, what are they calling it? What are they? So I only saw this in a tweet, because, I'm again, I'm on holiday, so I don't get much in there here. So I just saw a tweet, and I saw what it is they were offering, and I just started laughing, to be honest with you. So, so, Crash, what is it exactly called, PlayStation are doing? Matt, what is it called, PlayStation? <laughs> That's a great question. So PlayStation are essentially, kind of like we all thought, rebranding PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus into the same thing, although there are three tiers to that. But it's PlayStation Plus. It's PlayStation Plus Essential, PlayStation Plus Extra, and PlayStation Plus Premium, maybe? Question marks? <laughs> question marks? I think you're that right. Yeah, uh, Matt, run us through what the hell they're offering. And you might be wondering, why are we talking about this? Because, of course, it is, this is meant to be their equivalent to Game Pass at the end of the day. And, yeah, this, uh, what, what are they offering people, Matt? It's a great question. A description service. And Do on, you have the answers? I, not right this second, but I will okay. very quickly. Um, Matt, I want to just make sure things are clear here. You are stood at your desk yeah. in your normal space. Yeah. And you... You, you still you don't have the answers. I'm stood in a broom closet and, you know, trying to make this work. Please, hey, man, I need more professionalism. That, 
well, when you're speaking of professionalism, that was some great vamp in there, Fix, because I do now have the information in front of me. What so I do, baby, go. it's what I do. <laughs> uh, PlayStation Plus Essential. The benefits include, so it provides the same benefit that PlayStation Plus members are getting today, such as okay. two monthly downloadable games, exclusive discounts, cloud storage for saved games, online multiplayer access. There are no charges for existing PlayStation Plus members in this tier. So if you've already got PlayStation Plus right now, you're automatically going to be put into PlayStation Plus Essentials, and you're going to keep having everything you've already got. The cost of that is, in the United Kingdom, is going to be $49.99 a year, which I believe is exactly the same as it is now, and United States, $59.99 a year. Again, I believe exactly as it is now. So the new things that they've introduced, PlayStation Plus Extra. So it provides all the benefits of the previous tier, obviously, and adds a catalog of up to f- up to 400 of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbusters, in- sorry, including blockbuster hits from both PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party partners. Games uh, sorry, games in the extra tier are downloadable for play. So okay. you're going to have a library of 400 games, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games that you're going to be able to download and play. That is going to cost you $99.99 for a year in the US and $83.99 a year in the UK. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. And okay. wait, that's the top. That's no, not the top tier. That's the that's middle tier. That's the middle tier. Okay, hit me with the top tier. PlayStation Plus Premium. The amount of asterisks, little like, mm-hmm. hey guys, read the small print things in this mm-hmm. blog post is incredible. Um, but yes, PlayStation Plus Premium. So it provides all the benefits of the previous two tiers, obviously, and adds an additional 340 games, including PlayStation 3 games that are available to play via cloud streaming only. Yikes! a catalog of classic games available for both streaming and downloadable options from PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PSP, Generations. Okay. It offers cloud streaming access for original PlayStation games, which I just mentioned. Oh, it offers cloud streaming access for some PS4 games. Um, yeah. And that's I've heard enough. About I've it. Heard oh, enough. And, you get, I've, I've... and you get time-limited game trials. Okay. That is $120 a clients. year or £100 a year. So, okay, before I go off on one rant, because there's one coming, um, Crash, what do you think of this? What, uh, is it, how, how are you feeling about this, this new service that PlayStation have come out with? I don't think the tier two is horrible for five more dollars a month for people who are already invested in, in playing on a PlayStation. I think if you're looking at it and like, oh, should I go to PlayStation? $15 a month is kind of a lot to ask for. But you could also do that and get access to a whole bunch of games that you might not have played, which is whatever. But like the top, the pricing is kind of my biggest issue with it is the pricing is just kind of weird. And I don't think re- it's great. I'm really sorry, Chris. I just heard a donkey <laughs> crying. I'm like, Literally, why is Chris, like, he started laughing? talking. He started talking, and the donkeys just started making really weird noises. And I was like, "Fuck, I can't hold it in." Sorry. Yeah. I... Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. It's oh, happened. 
He's died a death. Well, well hey, look, I'll I'll tell you what I think of it, and if he comes back, he comes back, and if he doesn't, it looks like he's dead. Hello, everybody. Unfortunately, Fixer disconnected. The internet in Texas just can't keep up with him. But me and Crash are going to carry on with the show. We'd love it if you stick around. I think you probably will. You're the Potato Squad. You're used to this stuff, stuff by now. So, Crash, you were saying you you don't like the pricing of this thing, right? Yeah, that's where like my issue was. Like, I think the pricing makes sense when you look at it. Like ten dollars for PlayStation Plus, and then additional five dollars for uh, the service. Like five dollars for the service, I think is great. Mm-hmm. But for somebody who doesn't have it, to look at it and be like fifteen dollars, like. That could be cool for somebody who doesn't have a PS5 and has missed out on a bunch of games, but somebody who's hit a lot of those games, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And even people in that ecosystem, like, how many of those games have they missed out if they're not getting those day one games, right? Yeah, exactly. That, the, the fact that there's no game list with this, like, throws up a lot of questions, right? Like, and, yeah. and I don't remember if, if Xbox released a game list when they announced Game Pass, um, but we're so used to that library of games now in Xbox and, and kind of they're just being everything you expected to be as far as, you know, Gears of War, as far back as you can remember and, and whatever else. And so, like, yeah, not knowing what's coming in here is an interesting move. Now, look, 400 games in that kind of middle tier, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, 400 is an impressive number. Um, yeah. And, and we know that God of War, Spider-Man, uh, Death Stranding, like some of the ones that we would expect the, to be yeah. in there. Are in there. A lot of their big hitters are on there, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. But but we also know you're not getting God of War 2, you know, day one. You're not getting the next thing from Insomniac or, or whoever else. Like, that's yeah. not going to work that way. I think the big question will be, like, how long till those games added? Is it a month? Sure. Because a month wait isn't too bad. Is that's it not too months? bad. Two months isn't horrible either, but once you get to three, four, five, six, that's at the point where you can start getting those games used or on sale for a comparable price to what you would be paying for that interim of months. So yeah. instead of like, I'm going to get three months of the service that I don't really need other than new games, I could just go and buy that game. So. Yeah. It, it's an interesting spot, right? Like, like me and you have only like started, you know, more recently kind of reviewing games on the podcast. Something we run into a lot is like a game's coming to Game Pass. We don't reach out for codes. Like we just know, oh, we'll get a day one and, and maybe we could get it a couple days early. But like, we know we ain't got to worry about that. And, yeah. and people aren't getting that with this service. And that's a super niche me and you thing. Like, fine. Yeah. But but I I feel like that's a huge hit. It's such a big deal that you get Halo Day 1, right? Yeah. I, abso- absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised if that's something Sony changes in the future. But then again, it's like, it's not something Sony needs to do mm. at this moment. And as long as that's the case, it's not going to happen. And unless that happens, I don't think that the, anybody can really argue that this is a competition to Game Pass as of right now. If I was Game Pass, I would not be worried about this. Um, I saw a rumor, and I don't know if this is true, but somebody was talking about like, oh yeah, place the PlayStation service is getting MLB 19, whereas Xbox has MLB 2022. Yeah. And if that's the case, that's like, okay, well then you're not even like up to date with like old games that are out on one service. Well, no, MLB 2022 just came out. Let me not say old game. Yeah, but yeah, like, exactly. You're not yeah. even competing on that front, and it's just it's just a weird optics. 100%. And, and like you say, 400 is an impressive number to put into that middle category of, of PS4 and PS5 games. Um, it, but, but, like, we know that there's a lot of shit on these platforms. Like, there's a lot of crap out there. Um, you know, even yeah. look at, like, some of the stuff Xbox got late, like Death 
death's door and other stuff like that like are we are you expecting stuff like that to be ready to go on this service i so here's gonna here's what the tricky part is oh the way playstation does its exclusive deals it, it includes uh stipulations for game pass and stuff like that right my question would be is does microsoft make those same sort of requirements in their deals with like okay we'll pay you for death's door on our platform but it's going to be on our streaming platform and it won't be on any other sort of things or maybe that's something microsoft will do going forward and they haven't done yet because there hasn't really been any competition yeah i'm, I'm trying to think I, I the only thing i can think that would be similar to that is um destiny 2 being on something like a stadia but but then that's a f- essentially a free-to-play game anyway at this point yeah. I don't know. And that's that's a bit of an iffy one. Well, the Destiny being on Stadia is like that's like straight up streaming. I'm talking more so. I said streaming, and that's not necessarily what I meant. I meant more so sure. like um, uh, the Netflix type mm. uh, of platform. So like Game Pass and Spartacus. Whereas I think you got it for free if you bought Stadia, but you still had to buy the game otherwise. Oh yeah, like, no, you're right. Still a purchase required. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, no, just you're right. for free. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Sarah Squid does have a question about this. Um, Hit me. Sony has announced its brand new PlayStation Plus service that will launch in June. It has its three tiers with various benefits for set pricing. I'm sure you lot know the details, so I won't bore you. Now imagine you see Jim Davis, someone who hasn't (laughs) paid attention to games, media, (laughs) or games as a whole, walking down the street. And he's talking about wanting a subscription uh, to a video game service where you can play. Knowing what you know about both services, what service do you think the best for your dollar does microsoft offer offering first parties day in day outweigh sony first party months after is paying extra to stream ps3 games a good value for the service or would you recommend backwards compatible hardware enhanced games like on xbox this isn't for your personal preference but what would you recommend to a newbie on the streets um no you cannot ask jim davis why he's walking in the street talking about games instead of writing <laughs> garfield comics bonus it's been a couple weeks does Matt still know the email Let's do one question at a time, Crash. So Jim Davis okay. is on the street. <laughs> Good okay? answer. Yeah. He's on the street. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting question. And I think, again, it comes back to us not knowing actually what is in this, in this service, in this system. Yeah. I, I do feel like that middle tier of games, it, my, my thinking with it is if I went for the, for the premium and I got those backwards compatible PS1, PS2, PS3 games, I feel like... I could hit everything I wanted to in probably two weeks. Like, everything yeah. I actually want to go back and enjoy that nostalgia of, two weeks. Silent Hill. Yeah. I hope Silent Hill's in there, but maybe it's not. We don't know. Like, like I can, I can rattle them off, right? Um, and it's not, like, an insane amount of games. There's a lot there, but, but also, like, we've seen a lot of remasters, and, you know, like, there's a lot of stuff going on, right? Um. And so I feel like that middle tier is actually where they're going to get a lot of their subscribers in. And so until we see what that full 400 looks like, because um, it could be 300 pieces of shit. It could be 350 yeah. pieces of shit. <laughs> it could it yeah. could be bad. Um, I don't necessarily think it's going to be. I, I think, I hope everything you kind of expect to be there will be there. Um, how many games are on ga- uh, PS Now right now? It's probably I'd not far off to. 400, is it? Yeah, I'd imagine a lot of the games that are on PS Now that can be 
put into a service like this are put into a service like I, this. I would assume that the and entirety all of the games will be on the Sorry. yeah. Um, and I think the highest tier still includes PS Now, like whatever would be in PS Now it, bundled into it. Yeah, correct? yeah, yeah, exactly that. And yeah. so, and so, I would assume, yeah, the entirety of PS Now's collection comes across in that middle tier. To be honest with you, um, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully. So, Right now, if you were going to recommend to a newbie which service to buy, there is no doubt in my mind you would recommend Xbox Game Pass just because you know what it is. Like, you you know yeah. you've got Halo. You know you've got Gears. You know you've got all these things. And and PlayStation is still a bit of an unknown. Like, until it's out, it's really hard to... Here's what I will say, and I, I do, at the end of the day, still think uh, Game Pass is the right answer. But for somebody who hasn't played uh games and doesn't play games and i assume jim davis doesn't we're gonna act like jim That's davis fair. doesn't play games and hasn't touched the console and god knows how long right <laughs> busy writing his comics um let's assume that that's the case then i could see a world where you do recommend the playstation service but you have to understand what it is just because of the strength of those first party titles and that's really it but even then if you're looking at the long term it's like that Xbox service is better because in the long term, uh, there's more of a chance for it to catch up and it'll be day and date with all of Xbox's best games. Whereas with Sony, we'll always lag behind. So once you get past that first catalog of the collection of all the good games from uh, the PS3 games that have been remastered to PS4 that you would assume would be on this service, uh, which I've seen a lot of people complaining about the PS3 thing. It kind of makes sense because the PS3 is like a crazy, crazy console that I, I, works completely different. From I think this else. is a peek behind and we already kind of all knew it, but this is a peek behind the curtain of how ballsed up they they did the PS3. Like they cannot figure out a way to emulate yeah. this better than people have already done on the Internet. Like there are emulators out there for the PS3 that work you know mixingly well mixed well i don't know um but the fact that they're forcing you into cloud streaming for the ps3 i think speaks absolute volumes about how yeah. much of a fucking trash fire that hardware is um yeah. and 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 that's an interesting thing right because that ps3 catalog is i think widely renowned as a good back catalog there's a lot of good games in that ps3 list that you might want to play now yes a lot of them have been remastered for ps4 a lot of the ps4 versions will be available in this um but, the, we but they think still... a lot of the PS4 versions will be available. Let's just <laughs> sure we don't know. Let's but put I... that in there. Come yeah. on, we, I you'd think assume. Gotta you'd be... assume you've got to be your Uncharted's and your Last of Us have got to be in there and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like like, but the, but forcing people into that cloud streaming thing will just mean for some people, um, they haven't got good enough internet for it, and so they just don't get it. And, Absolutely. And and so you're paying for something potentially that you just can't use yet. Um, and so, I mean, you couldn't make it even more complicated and have a fourth tier that just includes that PS3 streaming, um, and cost a little bit extra or have a pick and choose, you know, your console emulator, which, which yeah. catalog do you want this month or whatever? I, you couldn't do it, but, um, yeah. it is a bit of a shame that that is like a big feature that some people just will not be able to use right now. I agree. Um, do you want to move on to some other questions? Um, did I have anything else to say on it? I don't think so. I th I think. Look, I want to know from you what like. Okay, so there are two things actually. I do have more things to say. Okay. Fresh. Um, okay. Firstly, <laughs> I've chatted about my dad kind of getting back into gaming um, on this podcast and and massively through Game Pass. Right, he loves Game Pass. Yeah. Now we always played PlayStation when I was a kid. We were we were a PlayStation family, um, and so. 
I could imagine him being really enticed by this, right? Like, the fact that he would have to get a PS4 or get my PS4 out of the attic to use my PS4 to do it um, might not put him off all that much. Like, I think he would be willing to jump back in on PS1 and PS2 games. I think the nostalgia there would be enough for him. Does this work with PS4? Do we know? Well, that is a great question. I don't know. I don't actually. think it does. No, I don't. Come on, it has I to. I don't think it does. I, I would assume it doesn't. No, I it has for, to. I think for old school gamers, like here's the thing: I will probably do the highest tier one month. You got something? I do. PlayStation Plus Premium. It says customers can stream games using PS4 and PS5 consoles and PC with five asterisks after it um <laughs> so does that mean then you can't download the playstation playstation 2 and playstation portable games to the ps1 to the ps4, to the PS4? i would assume so no i would assume so surely not i think the safest way to do it with that is to assume that that's how it works it's cr- which is crazy that is crazy remember, like the PS4 doesn't have backwards compatible. So you'd have to be making backwards compatible work on the PS5 with a lot of those old games. And then you'd have to make them run on the PS4 as well, which is a lot of work. We like, I think that like the, the biggest light that this shines is how much we have to be thankful for how much Microsoft went into backwards compatible compatibility and how successful they were with it. Cause it's clearly not a plug and play situation. <laughs> clearly not that. That is mad to me. And I, I, I'm convinced we're missing something because if, if that is possible. true and you can't download these games onto PS4, that is a huge hit because we know how hard PS5s are to get a hold of. They're not going to get the numbers in because we know as well people can't stream stuff very well yet. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe if, you, if you're streaming here's... a 390p game or something from PS1, maybe you'd be all right. I don't know. I don't know. We should ask Fix to try it. Yeah, um, yeah. You can't get on a Discord call, but I'm sure you can stream. I, I'm sure like Sony's goal isn't like day one massive success anyway with the service. I, so I agree. That being the case doesn't really like surprise me. It would have been fantastic if it's available on PS4, but that's neither here nor there. I think. And well, another interesting caveat to that then is is look of anybody who's going to do streaming. Go- we've always said Google and Microsoft are the, are the big enough boys to pull it off with that internet yeah. infrastructure and, and that insane amount of money and, and all the cost it takes to do that. Does Sony have the capability for that? Like, if, um, if, if everybody on PS4 is going to buy this day one and start streaming games, is that service going to work the way it should? Two things. One, as far as I'm aware... Um, that PlayStation Now service is like significantly better now than when it first launched. Yeah, like it, it is. Games are absolutely playable now. I don't know if playable is necessarily a good thing, right? Because I haven't sure. seen it and I haven't used it, but so I don't want to like go out that far. Um, and two, if I'm not mistaken, they do use uh, Microsoft's Azure servers for this. Ah, okay. So, because I, I I'm pretty sure when they made the deal with Microsoft and everything, this was one of the like things that they were trying to set up for themselves. So I don't think it'll be horrible. But then again, like you still have you're going up against Microsoft, who has spent a lot of time and a lot of effort in making this work very, yeah. very clearly. That will it hold up 
I don't know. I don't, I don't think it'll be as good as Microsoft just because Microsoft's had a lot more time in working with cloud and they probably have a lot more native tools outside of just what they offer in Azure to help their cloud performance excel. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like if, if the PS3s that you've got to assume have, have been torn apart and built into something to help stream this the PS3 across the world, like how easy is that going to be? Like, if they can't make backwards compatibility work, how easy is it to make streaming work on them? I don't know. Um, maybe it is easier than than my brain conceives it to be. Um, but it also wouldn't surprise me if it's not great. Yeah. I hope yep. it's great. I hope they announce a game list and they get me in. Like, like I said, Silent Hill is probably the big one for me. If they got all the Silent Hill games in, I'd be interested. And then like weird stuff like um, Dino Crisis and like like shit like that. Like, but I know I would only jump into those games for like an hour, and then I'd be like, right. and I'm done. A lot of the fond memories I have of old PlayStation games as well are like Disney licensed games, which is a whole other kettle of fish whether or not they can get across. That's yeah, that's the hard thing with like the way they've done backwards compatibility with like Microsoft. It's sort of like you own the game you can play it so we're not taking anything away from the developers whereas this case it's like you're streaming it we're gonna get money from the service so now a deal has to be made with everybody who owns the rights to those games if we want it to be on our service yeah Um, and and that's a good point right if you still have your ps2 ps1 back catalog this does not mean you can play those games um like you can't put those discs in and just know you're going to be able to run those games that's not how this works you're only getting what's on this service um and so, yeah, it's another another caveat to it. Yeah. Do we have some more questions about it? Uh, no more questions about okay. this, but we can move on to some other well, questions. Look, what I would say then is, is obviously this is going to be another hot topic next week. Maybe it won't be topic of the show. I don't know, but we will obviously Fix. hear Fixer ranting about it, I'm sure. And so, <laughs> he if you really do... was excited to get into that, right? <laughs> he was so close. He was so close to <laughs> yeah. getting in. Um, and so if you have questions about it, obviously, you know the drill. YouTube comments, MC Fixer's Discord, Twitter, at my Xbox and me. Hit us with all the questions you got about this service because we'll be chatting about it next week as well. Yeah. Um, so Topliff has a question, and it's with the news that CD Projekt Red are making a new Witcher game, they which are. I'm ecstatic about. As loved the first three, do you think people will be hyped for this given the terrible launch Cyberpunk had, or do you think CDPR burned their bridges with fans by releasing such a broken game? Interesting question. Um, Very interesting question. You go, you go. I I think that there is I kind of think Witcher is sort of bigger than CD Project Red. It's like exactly don't get me wrong, I, I think say. it's hand in hand. I think it's hand in hand with CD Project Red and there will be some negative backlash to it, but with the popularity of the Netflix show, the books are and have been huge. Like Witcher isn't a big property because of the games. Witcher is a big property in addition to the games. Like, Especially it was now. already exactly. Um don't get me wrong i think the games have catapulted it quite a bit Mm. uh but i do think witcher is bigger than that and i do think we talk a lot about the average gamer i don't think the average gamer who might have played cyberpunk is like wow this is a shit game is going to associate that with witcher i don't think that'll go hand in hand um so no i don't think i'm sure for some people it'll burn bridges and some people will be hurt by what happened um and how buggy and all the stuff that went on with CD Projekt Red with um, Cyberpunk. But I think for the most part, I think it'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think, you know, we, we often talk about it and we, we often forget that we're in that 
top 1%, top 0.1% of gamers who are listening to podcasts and care about this stuff. Um, and the truth is most people just don't. And so most people are watching Henry Cavill on Netflix and they enjoyed The Witcher 3 and so they're going to be excited for Witcher 4. Um, I th- Look, we know it's going to get review bombed probably at the gate. Uh, we know yep. if it has any bugs in it at all, people are going to say it's the worst game of all time. And it will have bugs in it because these games are huge and it's just going to happen. Um, although, to be honest, I don't remember my experience with The Witcher games being buggy, to be fair. It had it had the... I'm sure there was open stuff, world but... jank that yeah. like, all open world games have. Exactly. The Witcher had. And so I'm sure it'll have it. I'm sure like every open world game, ha- like Starfield will come out and it'll have that level of yeah, jank to it. Definitely. That that's just i i think because i see people when they talk about these games sometimes they just sort of like attack games for these sort of bugs and it's like that happens you're trying to make a playable character in a whole open world and not have it be buggy at all like doesn't work that way unfortunately so i wouldn't be too surprised to see this uh have some bugs but hopefully not the cyberpunk level well hopefully if they're go on go ahead i I was was gonna gonna say if they have you go you go you go (laughs) if they have some sort of enemies that'll chase you at any point just don't do the cyberpunk method of just having them drop in randomly and spawn on you i was i was playing something the other day and that happened and it reminded me of cyberpunk like i came into an area and everything just fell in i think it was elden ring actually i came into an area and and all the enemies just fell in and it was the first time it it was definitely elden ring first time i'd seen it and first time it happened to me it's never happened to me since but i was like oh it's cyberpunk um (laughs) but um but yeah no i I totally agree with you and, and i think yeah, I, th- I think we've said everything we need to say on that. I think, like I say, the majority of people don't even know that The Witcher and Cyberpunk were maybe the same people. They don't care. Um, they're just into The Witcher because Henry Cavill is a sexy mofo and they'll be excited for The Witcher 4. Um, but what I was going to say, sorry, is is that there will be people online who shit all over this game because they had a terrible experience with Cyberpunk. But we, you just need to remember it's the vocal minority and, and they're just idiots and, and that's what it is. Um, I do think, though, that, that there will be at CD Projekt Red, there will be eagle eyes on this and they will they will yeah. have felt the pain of cyberpunk and they will not yeah. want to be in that situation again. Yeah. I think the benefit of Witcher as well is that this is going to be their fourth Witcher prop of Witcher title. Sure. So they have experience in making this genre and this type of game. Yeah. Whereas with cyberpunk, it really was like, here's our first foray into it and we're going to promise you the whole entire world and well, give you almost nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and you're right. There was so many new things in that game. Their first, first person game. It's their first game with driving and traffic and like AI systems that just don't exist in The Witcher because most of the people you run into with The Witcher are kind of just stood still. Um, a lot of the NPCs in town and stuff are just stood still. They don't really like... There's no traffic or anything, yeah. right? And so, like, there's a lot of aspects to Cyberpunk that were never in The Witcher. And there's a lot of aspects that people don't now expect to be in The Witcher. Um, you know, like, the wit- all people want from The Witcher 4 is more Witcher 3, I think. Like, is there anything that people are crying out for improvement-wise from Witcher 3? I don't really think so. Um, no. And so you can kind of just iterate on that process. And obviously, we want it to look prettier. And I'm sure we'll have ray tracing and all the other things. Which is one thing that Cyberpunk did very well. When it was pretty, that game yeah. was fucking pretty. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm not too worried about The Witcher, to be honest with you. Uh, next question we have is from Ken Doyle. Have you ever found yourself in a gaming funk and just been unable to get into any games? If so, how did you get out of it or what game got you out of it? It's a great question. 
Do you have one yeah. on the tip on the tip of your mind? Games to get me out of gaming funks? No, yeah. I've been in gaming funks. Yeah. I never have a game to get me out of it. Um, it just I, happens with time, or yeah, it just happens with time. It's like uh, eventually something will come out, or I'll just feel the urge to play something that I've been avoiding for a while. Like I, I do play games with friends, and but that's much more of a social. I agree. Experience I agree. Than it is a oh I'm out of my gaming funk and I'm enjoying just playing games because I wouldn't play that game on my own. Yes, I don't feel like it. Yeah, it's know? it's those games like um, Outriders and stuff that I always talk about. It's our version of going down the pub because none of us live together. We're gonna run through this corridor and shoot all these bad guys, and that's just gonna be an avenue for us to have a chat, basically. Um, yeah. And so I agree that that's like a separate thing. Um, what I find a lot is that playing something that is wildly not my sort of game will often get me out of a game in the funk. The first thing that comes to mind is like unpacking, which is like the most like kind of weird floaty, you know, puzzle game of all time that really has very little point. Um, and I was kind of in a funk when that came out or not when that came out, cause I played it much later, but I was kind of in a funk, saw it on game pass and then couldn't put it down. Um, also though, what I would say is gaming funks aren't necessarily a bad thing. Like, just as much as I would encourage you to play a game that's not normally in your um, wheelhouse, I would encourage you to go do things that are not normally in your wheelhouse. Um, because often, no. No. Stay Gross. inside. Gross. Stay inside. Don't touch grass. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Fix is touching enough grass for all of us at the moment. Fix out on his, out on his ranch. Fix is never going to leave his house again. He's like, I touch so much grass, guys. Um, anything else to add to that? I don't think so. I don't think so. Enjoy okay. your funk. Enjoy uh, your time off. Enjoy your funk. If Yeah, like, there, there's no need to constantly be playing games. Matt's actually 100%. right about that one. Sometimes it's good to step away, uh, enjoy a movie, go out on a walk, go to the park, um, go to a pet store, see all the puppies, don't buy a puppy and walk away. Wow. Um, next Mean. up, another question from Ken Doyle. Uh, what is your favorite short game? I had great fun decompressing with Unpacking last year. Similar to you, Matt. Hmm. A very simple story puzzle game that fit my headspace at the time. Um, I don't, I don't know if I could say any. I really liked uh, not an Xbox game, but the only one I can really think of that was a short experience would have been Journey way back in the day when I played yeah. that. I really, really liked that. Um, I can't. I don't think I could think of any. Like I enjoyed uh, unpacking. I enjoyed that quite a bit, but I don't think that would. I would put that as a super like. Boyfriend Stand Dungeon in there? Experience. I know you enjoyed Boyfriend Dungeon. I enjoyed it, but I, I think it's similar to Unpacking, where, like, I really enjoy that experience, and it's a fun experience, but I don't think it's so... That's fair. It, it's like... I don't know if I attach the word favorite to that. And I know it's his favorite short game, so maybe I'm observing this question wrong. But to me, it's like a short game that really stands out for me. I don't sure. know if I have many. Yeah, I, I think one me and Fixer bring up all the time is the South Park games, right? And, and even the second South Park game is... You, Struggle to call it a short not, game, maybe. That's not a short game. The second one, the How first one, the first one's like a twelve-hour game. I would call that a short game. No. Well, you're thinking like it's under a sub five-hour game. Because is last is last was a short game. It's not a short game. That's not a short game. That's not a short game. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah not no, because we're getting into a place where you could argue like Halo Infinite's a short game, or you know, like, yeah, yeah, we're in we're in dodgy territory. All right, fair enough. I will concede. Um, Ken, let me tell you about a little game nobody's talked about and I've never mentioned before. It's called The Artful Escape. Um, play the shit out of The Artful Escape because it's fucking great and it's short and it's brilliant. The Forgotten City, another one, short, bloody brilliant, incredible. Um, 
But yeah, I love a good short game. And I think... Uh, oh, Until Dawn is another one that just came to my mind, um, which is a PlayStation-only game, so Fixer is on fire right now in Texas. Um, but <laughs> yeah, like I love short games, and I love short experiences, especially when they do something new, um, because I think it... it like you know, I, I consider South Park Stick of Truth a short game. Um, and that's like the first, maybe not the first, but but the the best comedy game I've ever played, um, where it puts comedy first. Games don't often do that. Um, and and I want to see more games do that. Um, and I understand that there's a lot of difficulties in that. And I'm sad that we haven't really seen that. Um, but, you know. You you have the most comedic game ever, um, Tiny Tina's uh, Wonderland. That is true, which I have not started or played, but I am looking forward to Lego Star Wars. So, yeah, which I would argue know, is uh, is a comedy game. Don't know about Lego games. I'll I'll give that to you. Um, all right, what is the next question we have? Um. From original Cookie Man, which video game soundtracks are your favorites? That's a good question. Um, the Celeste I'm... soundtrack, fantastic. Uh, on PlayStation, not on Xbox, but I, I think I have to say this game because its soundtrack is so good. Um, Persona 5. Persona 5 has a really, really good soundtrack. That's fair. That's and, fair. Yeah. I, I am... I think probably in the minority, or maybe not, I, I don't know. But I very rarely pick up on soundtracks in anything. Like, I very rarely notice a soundtrack. Like, people will say, oh, that movie had a great score. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It just goes so over my head, that kind of stuff. Um, I, I, don't think you're, I don't think you're in the minority. I well, think the minority is the people who pay attention to soundtracks. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. The idea of, like, listening to a, to, um, a, a soundtrack in, like, Spotify or something is, like... Oh, I don't insane do to me like uh, like mind-blowing um but like ones that like stick out to me like that i at least can recognize immediately whether that means they're good or bad i don't know but like the sims like fucking iconic like original couple of sim soundtracks um stardew valley i think is up there and uh skyrim obviously like just the most yeah. bog standard stuff that like people always talk about, and if people didn't talk about it, I don't think I'd notice or or care. Like Halo, shout out to Halo. Yeah, of course, these like iconic soundtracks. But if if they were <laughs> yeah. anything else, would I notice or care? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you know what does have a great soundtrack that is original and and really cool and really interesting and baked into the game is a little game that I've never mentioned before called the Artful Escape. It's fantastic. You should go play it. You've never mentioned Artful Escape? Never. Never talked wow, about I it. Wow, I can't. Whoa. I know. It must have been fixed that was going all over I it. I think so. I think wow. so. Wow. Okay. Dope, dope. Did you like it? Good experience? It's an incredible soundtrack. Incredible soundtrack. Got you, got you, got you. Uh, anything else to add on soundtracks? No. I'm done with soundtracks. Uh, oh, you know what? You know what? Actually. Actually. Okay. Fighting games. Fighting games always have good soundtracks. Oh, absolutely. That is actually a really, really good Smash, Fighting Tekken. games. They've all got great soundtracks. I, I feel I like I can't remember the last time I played a fighting game. To and be fair, I had a bad soundtrack. I agree with that. People are going to call me out because the Smash soundtrack is just 
soundtracks ripped from Nintendo games. And so, like, so that's it's just a like bit of cheat. all God, Nintendo it, games have great soundtracks. The, not, it's not just all Nintendo games. It's, like, the best hits of those <laughs> yeah. games as well. Yeah. So it's like, here's the iconic Nintendo Say, soundtracks. Saying that Smash thing. has a great soundtrack is like saying, like, Now 64 is a great album for the year or whatever. Do you guys have Now, yeah. now CDs in the US? Is that a thing? No. Oh, no. Now, now CDs are, like, the greatest hits of the year. So in, oh, this okay. year it'll be like now twenty two, and it'll be like all the you know top forty uh, songs. So it's like it's guaranteed to be like good songs it, on it. Like, well, or at yeah, least if, popular songs. At least popular, popular songs. songs, exactly. So, yeah. so that's what I meant. Got yeah, it. A little bit of got it, got it, American got it. British knowledge for you there. Thank you. Um, next question we have is from Lil Smee, um, who asks: Have any of you people tried the new Tiny Tina game? In my opinion, it's great. What do you think? You have not, Matt. Correct. I have not. Have you? I've played a little bit. Ooh. I've played a little bit. Um, gameplay is probably, I don't know if it's saying much, but it's probably the funnest that it's been in a Borderlands game. I haven't played too much, so I don't really know. Wow. Um, I don't care for everything else in it. Oh, really? <laughs> everything else in it, I don't. But let me, let me also preface this. I'm not a Borderlands guy. So, like, for me, this is part of the course. This is what I expected. Oh, really? Um. I, I would say, like, Fix will be a much better metric for people who are normally Borderlands fans if sure. this is a good Borderlands game or not. Because, like, I, odds were that I wasn't going to be a huge fan of it. So, yeah, I haven't played it. Um, because of my job, I've watched many hours of it and edited videos about it and stuff. And so I kind of feel like I've got a, a gist of the vibe of the game, but certainly not the gameplay. Um, and, and it's got me super intrigued. Like, the D&D angle, Will Arnett, Andy Samberg, like... I think are, are killing it in like the early sections of the game that I've seen. Um, and, and yeah, like Borderlands have never massively appealed to me either. And I've played, I kind of played most of Borderlands two and stuff, which I know people consider one of the better ones. Um, and yeah, I agree. The tone of it's never really meshed with me. Um, but this one has me intrigued. The, the twist, the D and D twist and, and those voice actors, I think are enough to hopefully pull me in. Having said that, I don't know when I'm going to get to it. Maybe when it comes point. to Game Pass. Maybe if it comes to Game Pass. If all the Borderlands games are on Game Pass, right? I couldn't tell you. I have no clue. I, at least Tiny one Tina's uh, the Tiny Tina expand the DLC for Borderlands Two is. I think they gave it out for free. I don't know if it's still free, but they had given out for free for like you could buy it during a weekend or something like that. Um, that's actually probably like the best Borderlands has been, and I don't think this will live up to that for me but what, i only what, played a little bit i'm good i think i'm gonna be playing through it with fix if that's still on the cards i don't know if that's still a plan sure um yeah so it's we'll um so so you you were just not vibing with the the story and the the kind of vibe vibing with I'm the vibe. Not vibing i'm not vibing with anything i don't like borderlands humor is one of that it's humor that's sort of like say a whole bunch of dumb stuff throw it at the wall and see what sticks sure. and nine times out of ten for me nothing sticks and so it's like it's constantly joke after joke after joke but it's bad jokes so it just gets more progressively annoying for I me think that's kind of why i struggled with it as well where i felt like oh i'd be enjoying this more uh from like a story point when i was playing the other borderlands games i'd enjoy this more if i was playing on my own but the game is meant to be played with others and obviously we're just yeah. chatting over all their bullshit dialogue anyway and just running to the next thing to kill the next guy or get to the next chest or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I felt like that, that dichotomy never 
meshed well for me. Um, and it sounds like Tiny Tina's yeah. pretty similar. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think that's all for that question. Um, did you know that apparently this is from uh, Origin Cookie Man? Did you know that apparently Brawlhalla is the biggest fighting game at the moment, most active player base, largest uh, earnings, and it's free to play? Will its success force previously traditional? Uh, games, i.e. single purchase, resell, revise, editions, um, again and again and again, to change their models and go free-to-play? That is a good question. I do know that there was a conference, was it at GDC? I don't think it was at GDC. I think it was before GDC, um, where there were a couple of fighting game developers talking to each other, and it got put up as a a VOD or whatever. And I do know that the topic of free-to-play came up. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if fighting games become more of a free-to-play norm because it just makes so much sense for that genre but the difficulty in a fighting game just going free-to-play is the gamble you take on that game uh because games are expensive and fighting games are incredibly niche you'd have to hope that people latch onto it um because if like if you really want to look back at it um killer instinct free-to-play game technically if you want to look at it like they gave you a fighter for free every week other than that you had to buy you could either buy fighters or buy the um, whole seasons for $20, I think it was. Um, so while it's definitely successful now, I don't know how successful it would be. Like if I'm sure for like the next Street Fighter, the next Street Fighter could succeed off of just being a free-to-play game because Street Fighter has that recognition. Yeah. But when you're looking at a newer studio or let's say Arc System Works who makes a whole bunch of different fighting games, um, if they're not doing something that isn't a Guilty Gear or maybe even another Dragon Ball Z fighters, um, will they be successful on something that people don't recognize as well? I think that's the big question. Uh, I would hope that they do it because I do think that's they're more likely to succeed and that game will stick around for longer as opposed to having new iterations and sort of restarting that player base. But really, really. It's, it's difficult, right? Because I think when you've seen huge free-to-play successes, typically... And, and I'm sure there are a million examples where I'm wrong on this. Typically, they really shake up the genre, right? You think about, like, Battle Royale's majority going free-to-play, but really shaking up what shooters are and do. Um, and, and so we haven't seen a massive shake-up in the fighting game world. Like, there are two sets of fighting games. There are Smash Brothers and kind of everything else. And, and Brawlhalla is apparently really popular, and so, like great i guess but it's either like you've got a health bar that you're trying to chip down or it's smash brothers right yeah i believe brawlhalla works very similar to smash to smash yeah i think so yeah um which as a general consensus sure if you're looking at it on a on a basic level sure um they do work like that generally it's either health bar or percentage or knockoff stage and stuff like that yeah and so Um, like what i was thinking about then is like right if you're going to make a free-to-play game it has to be really profitable somehow and so how are you going to make money on it killer instinct kind of just didn't work did it let's face it like it didn't get the player base in it needed to to keep going I knew you weren't uh, yeah, going to let me get away with it. So. <laughs> Killer Instinct did it, but I do just want to reiterate with Killer Instinct, they came out at the worst possible time 100%. when the Xbox One first launched. Yeah. You are correct about your statement, though. I'm not going to take that away because that is a correct statement as much as it hurts me. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it. But what I was thinking is, like, what can you do? Is Is there some sort of way where you can incorporate some kind of, like, FIFA Ultimate Team version of a fighting game where you're, like getting character cards that have 
unique abilities or or different buffs and debuffs and then that character can get wiped out and now you don't have him in your roster and you have this like online ladder system did i just invent the greatest no. game of all time maybe no you invented a horrible fighting game <laughs> Let me just tell you, like that doesn't sound like the problem with fighting games is ultimately that like once you get into it after about a week or two a lot of the bad players hop off so it's only good players so if you're like a mid-tier player or a bad player it's like you're up against a wall and it's hard really to point. go into and so the question is really how do you keep the more casual player and something like um mortal Kombat and nether realm in general do that pretty well with their towers and their campaign mm. and stuff like that they have a way to keep in those players who aren't as good engaged in their game that whenever they do drop something they may be like oh, i really like that game i'm gonna hop in and play that and i'll have the tower and then i can do some online matches or whatever and it'll, i'll be fine i'll get my money's worth for that but for most fighting games that aspect is probably the hardest aspect how do you keep the not as good player um involved and invested in the game sure and what I will say about what I just said, like, I am aware fighting games are largely built on their balance. Like, like it, you going into a match with somebody and it feeling fair. Um, and so what I've suggested is actually a terrible way to ensure that. Um, I think I think what you see a lot of fighting games do is is banking on an IP or banking on a, a, a license, right? And so the way you keep those casual players is by going hey, you've got a new Batman skin you should come check out or Wonder Woman or we've added this character or this thing you recognize is in the game. Like, and that's the way a lot of them try to work, right? Mortal Kombat is almost that in and of itself now. It started as a yeah. fighting game, Mortal but it's Kombat, become... Street Fighter, Tekken. Like exactly. Those, are... those characters are iconic enough now, but even those yeah. you see introducing stuff, right? You, you can play as Terminator in Mortal Kombat and stuff like that, right? Like, um, yeah. And so, so even even those fighting games bank on those kinds of things as well. Um, and so, yeah, I I don't know. I would love to see some fighting game come out that really shakes up the way fighting games work in in a really fundamental way. In the same way, battle royales did for shooters, and Ultimate Team did for sports games. Can't do that in fighting games because fighting games technically have that happen all the time. Like what? Give me an example. Just new mechanics and how the fighting games work. How do you break combos? How what type of meters are there? Yeah. How do those meters build? How do those meters work? Like I get what you're saying. It's just fighting games do that on the regular. And if you change it anymore, like you are making a different game. Like the, my argument for what you're saying is like you would look at a third person. Uh, what was the game that came out on Xbox? Uh, it was on Game Pass. It was really early on. It was Killer made by Instinct. the studio that made. No, it's made by the studio that made Hellblade. It's a third person game. Third person uh, action game third person action game i can't remember the name of it uh it's made by the people that make hellblade why can't not is it hellblade hellblade senua sacrifice yeah. is that what you're talking about senua sacrifice senua sacrifice yeah it's made by the studio that made that heavenly they sword? made a, an arena shooter no they made an arena shooter and i can't remember what it is and it's bothering me so so did much they? but that would be the okay. uh the evolution of fighting games they did they did they did it wasn't good That's they made an arena shooter fighting game it was an arena it was more of an arena fighter than an arena shooter yeah that would be the evolution of fighting games and those i don't think just work out in general okay i, I like i think look what battle royales did love more hate him is like they made the the size of the map the amount of players they make every time you're dropping in feel like a new experience right and i think i think people were getting fatigued with call of duty where it's the same 6v6 on the same small yeah. map you know somebody's going to peek that corner you know you can hold like it becomes too repetitive too easy i would imagine if you're really into your fighting games unless you're playing with 
really competitive people who really push you, you get to a point where every match feels the same. Not in every game, though. Sure, like, games are drastically different. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, sure, maybe every match feels the same. But not really, because two people can be playing the same character and play them drastically different. And so your approach to how that character plays is different. I understand what you're saying. I just don't think... I don't know if I'd necessarily apply the same comparison to fighting games. That's fair. That's fair. I just want to see something fresh. Something new. That Street Fighter Six logo is fresh and new. People love that. <laughs> People did not love that. People hated that. Oh, all right. Let's, let's move <laughs> on here. All right. Let's move on. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, last question we have is, okay. again, from Topliff. Um, are any of you going to play Lego Star Wars? Hell no. yeah. Yeah. No. Are you really not interested? Not You're not no. a big Star Wars guy. Not a big into Lego games. Don't care for Lego games. Mm-hmm. Don't care for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Even if it was an IP I liked, like I enjoy um, Batman, I enjoy Spider-Man, I enjoy Marvel, all those stuff. Didn't care for those games. Don't care. I, I, I understand. I kind of get it. Um, for me, they're, they're just really good fun. Like they're great co-op games, right? There's something me and Emma can sit down and totally play together. Yeah. Um, and she's never really big into the IP, but she laughs enough at the Lego-y jokes in there that it's fine, right? And, and I think... Um, the way they're shaking this one up, right, with all the preview footage that's been coming out, with, like, over-the-shoulder third-person cover shooter mechanics and, uh, like, more in-depth boss battles and stuff like that, like, adding a layer of uh, gameplay depth that, that wasn't previously there is really exciting for me. Um, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I'm a sucker for Star Wars stuff as well, so um, no matter how many times I'm burned, I will always buy star wars things and so i will be mm. playing lego star wars and when i'm allowed to talk about it i will talk about it uh probably on here yeah i think the fix is going to be playing it as well if i'm not mistaken i think so i think we should um, even and we've kind of talked about it we should stream it one night maybe me and fix and fix can just run around as jar jar binks if he wants and i'll play every other the whole time under the sun <laughs> you need a different character you're just gonna be switching while fix is just jar jar binks the whole time. i want to what i actually want to do is me and fix both jar jar binks against darth maul i want us to beat the shit out of darth maul as jar jar binks can you do it in the game we don't know yet but That's it looks good. like you That's knew good. a lot of crazy shit in that game and i'm excited for it okay okay you know what looks good um brick tales did you see the trailer for brick tales no, I have no clue what that is. Brick Tales was a new Lego out. game announced at the Future Game Show, plug, 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 um, which is a thing that I kind of help work on and is made by the company that I work for. Um, and, and yeah, a new Lego game was announced there. It's called Brick Tales. It's a kind of isometric puzzle game where you are shown a Lego world with a, uh, a problem that needs solving, and then you get a load of Lego bricks and you can build a solution to that problem. Um, the, the thing they show off in the um, trailer is is somebody building a little helicopter um, and they build it wrong like several times and it flies all crazy. Um, it looks like a really cool, unique new Lego game um, that, that has a, a cool idea, I think, behind it. Um, and it looks quite pretty in its own Lego-y way. I feel like people who enjoy building Legos will enjoy enjoy that game, I think. I hope so. I think so. And I think um, it is the sort of game that looks like a nightmare to play with a controller, but that's maybe a separate thing. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Uh, that's it for questions. We got we got nothing else, I don't think. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We didn't pull up any news this week because we were like, 
Me, Fixer, and Crash are going to talk forever no. about this PlayStation thing. And then Fixer died. We almost oh, did an no. episode on our own, Crash. This was almost it. This is what it could have been. I'm counting this as an episode on our own. Really? Fix was here. When was are you taking the crown off Fix? Fix is now Mr. Week in your eyes. <laughs> yeah, but Mr. Week in my eyes. Well, absolutely. Don't tell Fix I said any of this, but absolutely. I, he's no potato squad. He's not listening to the end of this nonsense. And I now have to go and we'll edit see. together a cobbled mess yeah. of internet interruption. So if you made it through the first 50 minutes of this podcast, Potato Squad, you know we love you. Leave your comments down below about the PlayStation Plus Premium subscription. We want to know what you think. Are you going to get it as well as your Xbox Game Pass? Do you Are you going to drop Xbox Game Pass for a month maybe and pick this up instead? Be interesting to find out what people think about it. Can't wait to see that games list. I'm sure we'll be chatting about it again next week because I know Fix will have a lot to say about it. So if you enjoyed this week's episode, please do subscribe on all of the things. Leave all of the reviews on all of the different platforms. And your best bet is to come to the YouTube channel because there's all sorts of stuff going on the YouTube channel. Every Monday night, I am streaming Elden Ring. Uh, well, unless we play Fortnite or something else happens and we stream something else. Um, but we, yes, we went back into Fortnite, which was a blast. I don't know if you saw Fortnite build mode, uh, no build mode staying. I've seen rumors that it's staying. Is that confirmed? I've, I'm pretty sure they t- had tweeted out that it's, it's staying. I could be wrong about that and misinterpreting. Oh, my I think they tweeted it out. Um, well, me and you both bought the battle pass after we started yeah, streaming yeah. it. And so they've, they yeah. fucking got us. They fucking got us. I've had a blast crash. You got anything to plug for you? Uh, leave a review on, yeah. uh, on either, on either one, five, four stars. Um, don't, don't tell because I said four stars. <laughs> oh, slap me a Don't tell me you said four uh, stars. Five stars only. Five stars only. Only five stars, guys. Who would say four stars? Uh, that's Come it. On. That's it. Unbelievable. 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 We will see you on the next episode of My Xbox and Me. 350? Maybe? Probably Maybe not. Maybe it might be 349.5. I think it might be 349.5, and there may even be a 349.9. Knowing us. Love you guys.